1: La this week on Jordan Jesse Go we talk about summer camp and high school teachers live from Max Funcon in Lake Arrowhead, California, plus judge John Hodgman let's go
0: Hi my name's Thorne.
3: I'd just like to introduce a couple of pretty good people by the name of Jordan Jesse. This is Jordan Jesse Go.
4: Jordan, I did you leave your hot beverage? Is this your hot beverage?
1: Leave? No, this is my hot beverage. I preset, pre-set my beverage. Your hot beverage. It's called presetting. That's theater lingo. <laughs> I know all about that kind of stuff, Jordan. All yep. about it. Mm-hmm. This looks like it adjusts, but I don't know if it does. It does. Ah, oh, welcome, welcome to Jordan Jesse Go, everybody. Great to have you here. Oh. Monsters of Podcasting, we've got our pals, you look nice today, coming up in a minute, everything's looking great, the weather's cleared up here in beautiful Lake Arrowhead, California, we're having a good time, we got some s'mores
4: what's, in our system. Uh, what's balmy? When someone describes something as balmy, I feel like I just say that sometimes, but I don't, I don't really know what balmy is. You
1: say means. it to someone who has like a Mediterranean complexion.
4: Yeah, yeah.
1: Balmy. No, that's dewy. <laughs> gotcha. Balmy is like a warm... Like a warm and a little, maybe a little bit close.
4: Does it imply you know what I mean? A, like a Hawaii. Does it imply
1: humidity? I think it implies humidity. Am I correct? Anybody out there? Yeah, it implies a humidity, but not necessarily hot. More like warm.
4: I feel like, uh, I, like I, you know, uh, I don't ever want to have a conversation about the weather, including this. I don't like what right. we're doing here. <laughs> Uh, I have a distaste for this, and but I wish you But, you know, we were going
1: leave. in that you wouldn't like
4: this. Yeah, yeah. I, I I, like very few things we do. This is something um, you tolerate, not something you enjoy. Exactly. Uh, um, and, I, yeah, I feel like balmy is just my brush off when I want to end the weather conversation I'm having. Like, <laughs> I'll just say, like, I feel like that's just a conversation ender when it comes to weather. Like, even if it's like, I like, it sure it's hot. I'm like, yeah, kind of balmy. And then I, I leave. <laughs>
1: But you understand Wish it was more balmy. This is something that's going on inside your mind and not something that's going on inside the other person in the conversation's mind. I can't, they don't I can't understand that mind. this is a conversation ender. The conversation ender to them more is that you've walked away.
4: Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah, but, you know, it's my brain. I can do whatever I want to with well, frankly, it. Frankly, whatever.
1: If, you, if you want a conversation ender, I'd, before I went to balmy, I would go to Jewy. Yeah. Yeah, if those are the arrows in your quiver, that's the one I would pick. Sure, yeah.
4: Just tell the person they're looking dewy. Yeah. Hey, turn around, walk yeah, away. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and then I stick up my middle finger, I'm like, as <laughs> yeah, so if they like, are watching me walk away, I'm giving them the bird. Have you have uh, you had have you had a good time so far at Max Front? Yeah, I am having a nice time. It's beautiful, like a uh, summer camp environment. Yeah. Uh, I Jordan, you're e- so loud. <laughs> How do you clap so loud, Jordan? Uh, I use my butt. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't expect it to be as, this boozy. <laughs> Honestly. Little, yeah, that kind of uh, got me by surprise too when yeah. I bought
1: all the booze. I, I don't know what I thought it would be like when I bought $3,000 worth of booze. I guess I thought that was for, possibly for disinfecting cuts and scrapes.
4: Yeah. I like to just, yeah, I just like to pour a nice stout on uh, on a wound. That's maybe why I don't have any of my original fingers. Because they've I all gotten infected because I pour beer on them.
1: I guess When I get
4: a cut. I, fu- g- all right.
1: I guess it's... I guess they're not being used for the emergency situations that I imagined that they would be used for because I forgot to bring all those St. Bernards I, brought, I bought. Yes. But technical. you did
4: uh, you did buy uh, you did bring every Beethoven movie, <laughs> yes, including the direct to DVD sequel starring Judge Reinhold as Charles Grodin. That's some stuff I know. We so. had we had a great. That's cool. I met. Did you know
1: that I I met Charles Grodin one time? Did you? I went and went, I was working for this God, radio I'm so called...
4: disappointed this isn't a Judge Reinhold story. <laughs> you, made that, you made that I have a story about the thing you said face, and I'm like, oh, kapoot. Oh, Grodin? <laughs> Whatever. One time I got in a bar fight with Judge Reinhold. <laughs> really? <laughs> for the audience at home, I'm making a jack off into the table motion. Uh, because I am so turned on by that Reinhold um, I did meet Charles Groden one time. A little boozy at Max One Gun. It's been a little boozy.
1: Uh, I met Charles Groden one time, mm-hmm. real Grodeny like you 'd think you 'd yeah. think now you know twenty years on from the peak of his Grodenness, the Grodin-y-ness would have sort of worn off and but absolutely not i 'm on a it was a weekend public radio show, like a morning public radio show that would it I was be funny to on. say
4: potatoes are Groden
1: <laughs> I believe you have your answer, sir. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he was he was exceptionally irascible wait like
4: when when, say, when would I say that I just don't know when I would say it well if you were over at his house <laughs> and he was serving you some sort of yeah. cheesy side dish right Oh. Or any potatoey side think, dish. I bet he says that. I he seems like the kind of guy like I bet he has like corny dad shit like that that he just pulls out.
1: Do like, you think like on the on the set of the Heartbreak Kid he was keeping the cast in <laughs> stitches with
4: his Grodin puns? <laughs> just inserting his own name into everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
4: Have you heard the new <laughs> Josh Groden CD? And he was actually talking about Josh Grodin. I was going to
1: say, I anticipate ten years from now auditioning for the sitcom Grodin Pains. I'm making the jack-off motion
0: again. (laughs) Oh man! Okay,
1: well, we we got cool stuff coming up on the show, but um, I promised in my uh, uh, Twitter twats and in my uh, electronic mail messages uh, that we would have a special guest on yes. Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, you might know him. Uh, uh, ten years ago, he uh, ten years ago he rose to superstardom on the failed television program Freaks and Geeks, uh, playing Bill Haverchuk. Uh, today, he's on uh, the the fantastic television show. Party down on the Stars Network, as as well as as there well I as in uh, roles on basically every like uh, blockbuster film that needs like a guy to press an enhance button and then say something funny afterwards. Not <laughs> just know. the enhance button. No. That's to say something after. That's his niche. Yeah. Right. So please welcome to the stage, Martin Starr. Come on up, Martin. Oh, it's so nice to have you here, Mark. Yeah. No longer introduction. No, you can. Add, you why, do you want to add to it? No, do you want to ad lib a little was bit? You want <laughs> <That was>
0: sarcasm? <laughs> you, sure, do you
1: Maybe you should long. hold this microphone. It seems way too short. Um, was a Do you have, any, uh, you have
4: any Charles Charles Groden buns you want to make?
2: Yeah. No, but I went to school with Josh Groban.
4: Oh, how'd that go?
2: I I don't know. <laughs> Me neither.
1: This is why we bring him here, folks. <laughs> it's the Hollywood insider anecdotes. Um, so what? Uh, what have you done? So Kathy far, Griffin over here. So far, um, oh so <laughs> far in this Max FunCon, You've been here since since yesterday. Correct, Martin. What what was the what was the number one activity you participated
2: in? Uh, um, I did crafting.
1: Did some crafting. What did you make in craft class with with our pal Jenny Ryan?
2: Yeah, she's really nice.
1: Yeah, cool lady. Mm -hmm. She's got like a little scissor tattoo on her inside wrist. Yeah, very edgy. What kind of (laughs) what kind of craft did you make?
2: Extremely edgy. I made um, I made some uh, terrariums. Excellent. What's inside? What's a
1: a terrarium? Is like a jar with some dirt and some soil.
2: It's an ecosystem. (laughs) Is it self self sustaining? I made an ecosystem.
1: Wow, that's great. Congratulations. I noticed that there was a deer living inside your terrarium.
2: I mean, I think I explained it pretty well when I said I made an ecosystem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're okay, yeah, we're so kinda... it's got everything from yeah. the creatures of the land to the birds of the sea. Yeah. Everything within the circle of life. Including everything angels. From, uh, <laughs> everything from the krill
4: to the great blue whale. I don't know that I would go that far. <laughs> Uh, Are you? Would you consider yourself like a crafty guy? Normally, do you? Do you? Do you do? You know, I made this jacket. Well, nice.
2: (laughs) That's a lie. No,
1: it's a handsome jacket. Uh, This whole time, I thought maybe I knew that Star, your last name Star, was a stage name. I thought maybe your real last name was Wrangler, (laughs)
4: because it's all Wranglers all over the jacket for the folks at home and everybody else who's not sitting right next to him. Please
2: explain the joke. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs>
4: I took my migraine medication
1: earlier, so there's going to be a lot of joke explanations going on. I'm in my own More than little usual. world. Yeah. How was your nap? Ah, I took a little nap. That was great. Uh, luckily, my my wife, my poor wife, is uh, studying for the bar right now, and she's uh, she was at home, uh, or by at home. I mean, in our little cabin area, watching a video of a lecture about uh, going to law school or something, and. <laughs> I don't understand exactly. Something about when a wife, what was good about it was as I was sort of in this migraine medication haze sort of drifting off to sleep, I hear this kind of like 60-year-old man in a tiny window on my wife's laptop talking about what you can and what is and isn't uh, confidential if you tell it to your wife. So like there's all kinds of shit that I could tell Teresa that you guys would never know. In a court of law, in the context of a court of law, because you would probably spill the beans, I'm going to be honest with you. Like if I promised to murder somebody or something. Sure. But you're talking
4: about like stuff about your boner. Oh. That's, what you're, that's like what you're... Is that what you're getting at? That's boner? White,
2: that's white stuff that Like, yeah. I'm, re- I'm
4: really going to murder this boner. <laughs> By using it to fuck. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah it's' sort of like here at Max Funcon, I feel like it's sort of we've we've had all this um summer camp stuff going on, sort of like we made merit badges, everybody got a merit badge or or an attendance badge we we had these craft classes uh, there's god's eyes and terrariums and all this all all this different neat stuff i even we made uh, some postcards and put them in, so I hope people are writing postcards home that's expected. Um
4: and and I started thinking about my summer. Did you ever go to summer camp, Jordan? Uh, yeah. I, I I I had a brief summer camp, and it wasn't all summer. It was like kind of a three week situation, and um, uh, it was with uh, it was with some some family friends, and it was it was when Jordan
1: their... says he went to a summer camp situation. What he's actually talking about is uh, his brief uh, his brief time shooting a Tom Clancy movie where he was in the war room.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's yep. another
1: one of those jokes I'm gonna have to no. explain. <laughs> yep. In yeah. in my mind, Tom a situation Clancy? is like a situation room or where you're responding to an emergency, there's a red button that launches nuclear weapons. That's where Jordan was, <laughs> but I know that Jordan especially as a child wasn't actually in the military or the joint chiefs of staff. So I figured maybe he could be in a movie. If it's a movie, it's probably one of those Harrison Ford Tom Clancy movies, right? So anyway, I don't, I don't
2: has Tom Clancy. I don't know what you're movies? talking about. Has there been a single Tom Clancy movie? Yeah, all those Harrison Ford,
1: like Clear and Present Danger. That was Tom Clancy. Those are, well, yeah. he did not direct the movie, but it's a, it was marketed as a, it was an adaptation of a Tom Clancy movie. He played Tom, Harrison Ford played the same character. Why do I know this? I've never even seen these That's movies. That's
4: weird. I have no I don't think good. I've
1: ever even read a Tom Clancy novel.
4: So you had a three-week situation. I did have a three-week situation. <laughs> uh, that was more boring than my Beethoven story um yeah anyways i uh this was uh, through uh a, a friend of the family uh invited me and this was through their church and my family has always kind of had a, a tenuous relationship to church sometimes going sometimes not going um and this was in this was in the kind of not going phase of my family but I went with this uh church going friend to a church based uh summer camp um and yeah, and i feel, I feel like that kind of robbed it of of uh, of some of that summer campiness, which uh, uh, aren't you supposed to, like, you know, like, go to second base for the first time? I'll tell you. My, at summer I, camp? I there had was this, none of that.
1: I had this friend. I guess you it think it was because of
4: God? I, yeah, I, it, sure.
1: God hates that okay. shit. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. I had this She's friend. like,
1: don't
2: stop at second. Go all the way.
1: <laughs> wow. You, That's right. <laughs> what That's what awesome, God like.
2: very perverted God.
1: I, I remember, in high school, I had a Let's friend. let see Every, who every summer since he was like so six. Sense, like, <laughs> yeah.
0: Let's see him. That?
1: I think it's time we take those clothes off. What you can picture him as though three star general in a Tom Clancy movie, right? No. Okay, no. You mean it's God uh, or him? No, that voice. Oh. That's the voice of like, ah, oh, we gotta we gotta shoot those Ruskies.
4: Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, um. Here I am. <laughs> um, anyway, so, but the thing, the kind of noteworthy... Ugh, hair in my mouth. Anyway, um...
1: <clears throat> The, uh, we have this down to a science. Like we are so tight right now. Crafts, we're craftsmen. <laughs> you know what I mean, we've got we have got the dance numbers. We've this is like a Vegas review with mm-hmm. the level of sophistication of the stagecraft we're demonstrating. Sure. Hair
4: in the mouth, nonsense stories. Um, <laughs> uh, here's the here's the kind of odd part about the religious summer camp is there was no ghost stories, but every night I felt like. Uh, You know, several boys in the cabin with a counselor who was, you know, uh, 19 or 20, like one of these kind of cool dude youth group guys who, like, has some tattoos and, like, a jet ski and, like, he's totally down and he has a lot of U2 CDs and, like, (laughs) you know, he'll give it to you real. Like, he'll give you the straight dope. Uh, He knows what kids go through.
2: Is Um, that how he talked?
4: Kind of, yeah. (laughs) Yes. Um, All right. but they would and I feel like we would sit Martin up Star is like the voice
1: of the voice of disbelief like he's like the skeptics guide to Jordan Jesse Go uh. Does this okay, always have so sure in front of an audience? Did Tom Clancy even make movies?
0: <laughs>
1: yes they
2: did and Jordan started them. Uh, yeah. No, it was Harrison Ford. <laughs> I I was at uh, I was at E3 last week in Los Angeles, California, and I got a shirt. <clears throat> this will tie back in. Okay, great. Uh, I got a shirt. You know
4: It doesn't matter with us.
1: Yeah. Doesn't.
2: You don't have to. Fuck it. I'm done. Yeah. Uh, I went, I went uh, to E3, and a friend of mine uh, works at a, a game company called Ubisoft, and they made a game. They make Tom Clancy games and they had made a mistake when they printed up the shirts. And so I got a shirt that I now own that just says Tom Clancy's, and I'm going to write balls.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and maybe draw balls on them.
0: <laughs>
2: but um, you're not sure shirt. if that's, if that might be Rococo. No idea what that means. <laughs> so, Jordan, you're at Summer Camp. <laughs> Moving on. As anyway, I understand so you it, this, Jordan, you, you went to
1: Summer Cancelor Clamp on the it. set of a Tom Cansey movie. <laughs> <laughs> Summer Clamp. What's Rococo? <laughs> oh, uh, what is Summer
2: what is, is Rococo?
1: It's like overly uh, overly decorated, or uh, it, it's yeah, a
2: under it was under decorated.
1: But I, what so I'm saying is that the balls might be a bit too much. It might be gilding the lily, so to speak.
2: Well, I'm either Ch- I'm either Tom Clancy's son when I wear it. <laughs> <laughs> or a, or some sort of belonging of his. Right. Or I've just stolen his shirt. <laughs> or... You, see like, hey, you see, like, a shirtless guy. Where yeah.
4: where's that what star? What I think happened some is old shirtless
2: maybe, guy maybe with a gun.
1: Clancy went to summer camp. His mom labeled all his T-shirts oh, Tom yeah, Clancy's. Yeah, 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 yeah.
4: The kids. So and, you
1: were at summer camp, Jordan.
4: Uh, anyway, so uh, you got this, you know, youth counselor dude, and then the dudes in the bunk, and I feel like every night uh, we stayed up, and the kids would just ask him questions about what hell was like,
0: <laughs>
4: and like ways ways in which you go to ha- and, like weird scenarios, like okay, so like a baby is just born, and like a rock hits the hospital. I remember one where someone's like wanting to know. <laughs> If like a baby just gets born and then a rock, like a giant boulder, like a giant acme boulder, like a, a Looney Tunes boulder hits the hospital, like what happens to everybody? Uh and it was so terrifying. So terrifying. Like I still think of like how jittery and uh afraid I was, like, for three weeks after that. You know, I think you know who I think
1: goes to hell, the mom, because she shouldn't have fucked with Wiley e. Coyote. Mm-hmm.
4: Anyway, uh, yeah. So that was yeah. That was my that was my only summer camp experience. And I, I you know I was again.
1: thinking about my cool kids because I went to summer camp two summers and I went to an Episcopalian summer camp, which is sort of like a Christian summer camp in that you have to go to church, but not like a Christian summer camp in which they ba- in the sense that they basically encourage you to be gay and. I my, the cool Didn't know that. the cool uh, the cool counselor at at my camp he was it was the younger boys dorm or whatever it was called this counselor I thought this kid this guy was so fucking grown up and cool and it occurred to me as I was thinking about summer camp walking around here I was like why did I think he was so cool was it ghost stories no I hated ghost stories and then I remembered it was because he would eat anyone's dead skin. <laughs> That was his thing. He's like, I'll eat it. What? I'm like what? That's why I thought he was cool.
2: That's disgusting. Uh, the voice of reason, ladies and gentlemen.
1: That's testable. I folks. don't know if it's. I
2: don't know if it's more disgusting than that you thought that was the coolest thing ever, and probably wanted to emulate him and eat dead skin on your own and get used to it, or if someone ate dead skin and other people's dead skin around children. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> to impress them. Yeah. That was like the cultural currency
1: of my summer camp, though. It was that and, you know, the song One Tin Soldier. I've What's, What's that song? No idea. No. It's just a summer camp song. Okay. It's fine. Don't worry about it, Jordan. There's
2: nothing to worry about. Everything's under control. Very worried. Did you ever go Martin, to summer camp? summer camp? Hey, yeah, thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> I did go to summer camp.
1: Uh, the did only... you want to go to summer camp?
2: Yeah, I was excited, too. Uh, I was scared and excited. How old were you? Like uh I don't know, I guess probably when I first started becoming really annoying to my parents was about seven. Okay. Six maybe.
1: Six or seven, right. Yeah. So you're six or seven, so you're little, you're but you're going to big kids' camp.
2: Yeah, it was like eight. Yeah. Was I, it sleepover camp? Yeah, weeks. Uh at least one week. Sleepover okay. camp. That's pretty good. And I think we came back on the weekends and then we went back again during the week. Did you
4: ever go to summer camp when you were in like your adolescent uh hormony stage? No. Thank God. Yeah. I
1: you know, there was this there was horrible. this kid named Brady who went to my high school and all this kid would talk about was this uh, Jewish summer camp that he went to that he he talked about it so much, we weren't even close friends, I mean friendly acquaintances. Was it in uh, Israel? No, it wasn't in Israel. It was it was called it was in California somewhere, it was called Camp Tawanga, and all he could talk about was the amount of nudity that went on at this summer camp. <laughs> like,
4: I, that seems so weird to me. I've really romanticized, like, summer camp sexual activity. It's just something, like, it's just something I, like, feel like I never got. It was an experience, like, I feel like I missed out on. So, like, yeah, I, uh, anyway, so yeah, I really, like, hold making out in summer camp in, like, really <laughs> high regard. I'm like, wow.
1: I was terrified. There was a dance at the end of my summer camp, and mm-hmm. I was terrified to go to it. There was so, some people, w- I, I feel like there was like a real divide was between the like eight or nine year old boys or, who were like, yeah, we're going to the dance. We're going to kiss. <laughs> Not each, <laughs> each other. other.
0: <laughs>
2: Episcopalian. And, you, ready uh, to, you ready to kiss, Brett? You did, you did point out the uh, homosexuality that goes on in Episcopalian. Mm.
1: Yeah. What, one weird thing was we had to go to church. Uh, it was required that we go to church, but we could go to church in our sleeping bags. So we were like, go across the camp in our sleeping bags to go to church. That seems almost worse than not going to church to me.
0: Yeah, so like,
1: could... dear God, I'm I'm ready to go to church, but I'm not putting on any pants. <laughs>
0: were, you, um, were
1: you naked under your uh, sleeping bag? No, I was wearing under under shorts, probably.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um the, uh, on the topic
2: of... This wasn't Camp Tawanga, Martin. <laughs> I don't get the reference.
0: <laughs>
4: That's fine. It happened a long time ago. Um when, when I think about uh when I think about um you know looking back on those counselors and like, you know, the eating of the dead skin and you know knowing yo-yo tricks and all those things that <laughs> like uh you like revere counselors for. You look back and you're like, oh god, those guys were probably fucking dorks. <laughs> um, and I had this, uh, I had this teacher in junior high who was just like my um, ideal cool adult. This was the like, I'm gonna be like this guy when I grow up. And his name was Mr. Neve. And uh, when we had some time left in class, he's like, hey, you guys want to hear a Neve story? <laughs> have I told this by? Have I told I this on the show by the way? Have I think talked you've about told Mr. This Neve story. before? Anyway, sorry. Um, Anyways, like, hey you guys want to hear a Neve story? And you know, he'd like uh, um and he'd like, you know, turn around one of the desks and sit on top of it and like kick up his feet. And it'd tell stories mostly about his backpacking trips through Europe <laughs> and like the all these stories about, you know like, and then I met the most beautiful German barmaid and she didn't speak a lick of English, but we danced till three AM. Uh, and I thought this was so cool, and this guy was just like, like, oh, if, if I can grow up and be like Mr. Neve, I will have made it. And now, when I think about it, I'm like, oh, that dude was probably an asshole. <laughs> like, I, there's nothing I hate more than backpacking across Europe stories from people. And this is like all this guy told. Uh, anyways, and he he was wore like Birkenstocks and sandals. Anyways,
1: one time this one time my uh, calculus teacher, Mr. DeFrondeville, uh, just. <laughs> That's just, a
2: great name. I that know. That is an
1: amazing
2: name. It's a character from shout a Wonder out, Years, isn't it?
1: Shout out to Mr. D. Um, Mr. DeFrondeville just at the end of a calculus class, like I went to an art school, so the calculus class was like six people or something like that. They just like had to have it to like meet some sort of state requirement.
4: And, um... What? What? I, what, No, Jordan? it wasn't going to work. Here's what I was going to say. It's like, oh, you spent all, uh, you spent your whole time multiplying penises by butts. <laughs> <laughs> cuz our school's gay but I uh, thought better of it and I'm glad that I didn't say it.
2: Yeah. Right. Really good thing you didn't say that. Yeah. Uh, Moving on. Uh, Who are
1: you people? And one time he just told us this story. He, he was like he was like, "You know what? You guys are the you guys are the math kids, you're the math whizzes. I can I can level with you guys." And he told us this story about one time when he and his buddies got stuck on a golf course when it's the sprinklers went off at like 3 o'clock in the morning and they were puffing a ganja spleef.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. Direct quote. I want to be clear. I want to be absolutely clear to all of you in the house this afternoon that I did not paraphrase it and choose the words puffing on a ganja spleef. <laughs> Much less the pronunciation puffing on a Ganja spleef. That was all Mr. DeFrondeville.
4: Martin, fave teachers.
2: Do you have any? Did you have favorite, like favorite the teachers. cool teacher growing up? I did. I had an awesome teacher, um, uh, Mr. Russell, and I had a guy named Mr. Marks. I had really good math teachers. Um, and my, this guy, uh, Mr. Marks, made us do a game. We all made a, like a awesome little board game. And that really got me, got me going on math, and then, uh, and then sounds I, pretty good. Yeah, it was awesome. And then Wait, I had board
1: game like the game of life or something. This is amazing. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Awesome. Right. Uh, and then I had a teacher, Mr. Russell, who was like just three hundred uh-huh. and fifty pounds of happy, and he like you look at him and you think that guy is gonna beat the shit out of me any second now, and then you hear him stutter. 'Cause he had like the most adorable stutter. And he looked like a linebacker. Like he actually used to play football and uh and he had this awesome stutter and you were like you just like you just wanted to give him a big hug. And and he like cared so much about the kids, he would stay after school and stuff. He was an awesome guy.
1: Oh, we were making fun of our teachers.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, no, like I, a dick I actually now. Had, yeah, I had great teachers. <laughs> I guess I probably had good teachers too. No DeFrondevills over here. <laughs> yeah, he was a nice man, I guess.
1: Probably ill suited. When I was at my high school reunion, I saw one of my teachers who was kind of like the handsome teacher, uh, like the handsome young teacher when we were in high school. And um, I guess he was always sort of a loose cannon and wasn't really sure what was going on with his life and stuff. But it was hard to tell because he was kind of handsome and very authoritative in class. And I saw him at the reunion. And seeing him, he hadn't been a teacher for like 10 years. He, he had left and done a different job. It's so strange to see your teacher transformed from like this enigma that you're like trying to piece together to like... A guy eating garbage. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you have a job. Why are you eating garbage? He said he likes it. You know, he loves it. You know what I mean? I, I don't know what to tell you. Okay, well, we have one more segment to do, to Jordan. Fronderville. So thank you so much, Martin, for coming up here yeah, and hey, taking thanks. the time to talk with us. The great Martin Star, his television program uh, Party on just got renewed for a second season, and it's gonna be really great.
2: Now it's gonna be really sad if, it, if like it cancels. That yeah. Happen.
1: Oh, but I think it's gonna happen,
2: right? Is it yeah, it doesn't happen? matter. No one's heard of the Stars Network anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. It's where I watched.
4: <laughs> yeah. The Voice of Reason, Martin
0: Star.
1: Hey guys, it's me, Jesse. Our sponsor this month on Jordan Jesse Go is VGKids.com. That's VGKids.com. They're an amazing print house, um, a small family owned business, and they make beautiful, beautiful stuff for artists and designers and people like you. Among them, Basically anything that can be printed, including shirts and stickers and posters and packaging. And uh, right now I'm looking at their stationery. They're beautiful uh, hand-printed business cards, um, screen-printed business cards, and stationery in general. I mean, I'm talking about envelopes and letterhead and and all kinds of really beautiful stuff. Um, I I think it's a really great way to make an impression on uh, someone that you want to make an impression on. Like a potential love interest. Give them a beautiful business card. Anyway, you can get <laughs> you can get fifteen percent off uh, from VGKids.com just by mentioning Jordan Jesse Go. So give them a call or visit their website at VGKids.com. If you want to give them a call, the number is eight hundred five two eight six three four three. That's eight hundred five two eight six three four three, or visit VGKids.com and grab that Jordan Jesse Go discount.
0: La. La, 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 la. La, 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 la. Now we, we want to
1: welcome a, another special guest to the program. Somebody who's who's already had a little bit of stage time here at Max FunCon and, and has a really kind of a, a prominent position. Is it me in the Jordan? Is it me? You're it's you're me, not really it? a guest. I mean, you're you're supposed to be here. Mm. Just because I have to beg you to come every time. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, somebody somebody who's our has a special star in the Jordan Jesse Go firmament. Uh, please welcome to this stage uh, the only arbiter of important disputes that really matters, Judge John Hodgman.
5: That. Welcome to the welcome back to the show, Judge Hodgman. Thank you very much, Jesse Jordan.
4: Um, uh, here's something. Here's a, here's a, a piece of Hodgman uh, trivia that I uh, that I share with people when I, when I meet someone who's a fan, and you know I I, I do I do name drop a little bit uh, when I meet somebody who's a fan. Like, oh, stop yeah, stop doing I, that. Uh, yes, yeah, sir. Uh, but I tell them I'm like, oh you know, uh, Hodgman, you wouldn't expect this. Uh, Hodgman likes to wear his crew gifts around. Uh huh. It's true. He's a big fan of his Daily Show jacket.
1: You see him a lot in the Daily Show jacket because I've heard from him it's a great jacket. It's a terrific jacket. Yeah. So if you need to be warm, go get a job on the Daily Show. Mm -hmm. Work there for a year. Make sure it's over Christmas, and you'll get yourself a nice little crew gift.
5: It's my favorite jacket, and yet it causes me great anxiety when I wear it because I do worry that people like Jordan will think that I'm out there going, yeah, that's right. I'm on the Daily Show. That's correct. And, of course, there may be a time when I'm no longer on The Daily Show, because I live in perpetual fear of being fired. Right. <laughs> so I actually went looking for an exact same jacket, but without this Daily Show logo on it, but they don't make them anymore. So I wear, I wear it every day proudly. I'm a proud member of the show. But one day I was That's out... a pretty good show, I'd like I'm, I'm a proud member of the show. I'd love to, to continue to wear this jacket for as long as uh, I live. Does I feel I mean? similarly about my uh, Balls of Fury promotional underwear. Yeah. <laughs> Who can who can they, blame you?
4: There's no shame in wearing swag if you're. If no, you're no, no, no. Yeah, of course. I can I can cobble together an all swag
5: outfit if need be.
4: Um, one, one go time. ahead, dare me, dare me.
5: No, I think that would be terrific. Yeah, yeah. Can you I, do it by the end of the day? I have to check what
4: I don't know what I brought, but it's entirely possible.
5: I think it would be. I think I think I think a dare is in order. Yeah. Um. This
4: yeah. this is gonna be fun.
5: <laughs> I was on, I was out and about one day, and I and I saw on twitter that someone said saw john hodgman in the park he was wearing his yeah it's me jacket <laughs> <laughs> felt bad about that
1: um... i sent out speaking of twitter i sent out uh... uh last week a uh, uh, a request for people who ha who are going to be at max funcon had a dispute for judge john hodgman uh, a young lady named katherine if i rem- remember remembering correctly okay good sounds like i did um, emailed me with a, dispute, uh, with a dispute about a particular kind of very special footwear that she was having uh, with a gentleman friend who's, who's also here. Uh, Catherine and uh, the other person whose name I don't remember because I took my migraine medication. Could you come on up to the stage for us? I heard that woo over here. Come on up somewhere. Over here. Here we go. Here we go. Welcome up. Catherine, I want you. I want you to come up and sit on this chair. And uh, other gentlemen, what's your name? Other gentlemen. Joe. Okay, Joe's. Just Joe. stand back there, sort of vaguely threateningly, sort of like one of those dudes on
5: Jerry Springer with
1: the black t-shirts. Catherine, take a seat here at the here at the podium.
5: Hello, Catherine. Hello, Joe. Hello. Hello. Please don't address me directly. <laughs>
1: Um uh, Catherine, uh, Catherine tell, me, tell me a little bit about uh, the dispute that you've decided to bring before Judge John Hodgman. Uh,
6: well, Jesse, we have had a long-standing dispute.
1: Thank you for including my name. Um, Somebody's <laughs> read How to Make Friends and Influence People.
6: <laughs> I also made eye contact. So. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, Joe and I uh, have had a long-standing squabble regarding um, which type of skate is the best skate um, and the most efficient skate, which is between uh, the original traditional roller skate, quads, and uh, the inline or rollerblade skate. And this has become such a contentious issue that any time we have any argument now, we say, let's not roller skate this. So <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's true.
1: Well, this is this is sort of an opportunity for you to 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 solve the matter once and for all, and it'll hopefully it'll hopefully it'll break up your relationship. I don't know if your friends are yeah, or are you guys r- romance
6: partners, friend partners, friend gotcha.
1: partners. So it'll probably break up your friendship, but that's fine because <laughs> at least you'll have sort of a peace of mind um, that comes with knowing which one is better: four-wheel roller skates or inline roller skates. Um, I, I I'm going to be frank. I don't remember which one is on which side. So um, Jordan, uh, do you want to? Uh, w- each of us is going to represent one of the aggrieved sure. parties yeah. here. Um, which, without knowing which one is which, uh, who would you like to represent? Oh, A Catherine yeah. or Joe? Oh, uh, sure. I well, I feel like I'm more feminine, so I'll take the lady. Okay, that's fair. I'll, I'll be choice. representing Joe. So uh, Catherine, you're you're bringing the complaint. Wh- which side are you on?
6: I am on the side of. Quad or r- traditional roller skates.
1: Right. Jordan, would you would you like to sp- uh, speak to your witness and dr- draw her out a little uh, bit on this you know, subject? First of all,
5: I just like to point out that I am uh, not actually a judge. I right. have no, I have no uh, legal qualifications to be a judge. However, uh, uh, there are two things that qualify me to decide uh, which one of you will prevail. I am very judgmental, <laughs> <laughs> and I am always correct. <laughs> Uh, so Catherine,
1: I am qualified to be a litigator because earlier today in a migraine haze, I heard a little <laughs> bit of a bar review lecture coming from my wife's computer.
4: Uh, so Catherine, uh, do you prefer the quads? Uh, is there a is there a functional argument for them, or is it just cosmetic? Is it just rollerblades look
5: gay? Like is that? <laughs> I, I'd also like to just point out that I've already made my decision. <laughs> However, in the interest of fairness, right. I mean, we could just—I would like to hear both sides. We, we of were, could the just debate.
4: We call were call worried it, about this. We could just call it now and make some Groden puns. You want to do that?
5: <laughs> no, thank you. Okay. Uh, Jordan, so you've got a lot counseling. of Groden up to do. <laughs>
4: um, anyways, so uh, is your. Is your concern more than aesthetics are are quads better better skates
6: I in would some say way? Um, the way that 's kind of the central part of the argument, which is um, while the aesthetics are important, um, I think that their impact on overall culture is more important than the sheer physics of whether it 's a better skate, although I would say that for anyone ages five to ninety five A traditional quad skate is more stable because you have four wheels all on the ground in a square, and you can stand still in them and not fall over. uh, I would like to point out
1: that some people can stand still in inline skates and not fall over. That might be your issue specifically. Counselor, counselor,
5: counselor, your time will come. (laughs) Um, Go ahead, Jordan.
4: Thank you. Um, And... um,
2: Nope, that's it. Okay,
1: great, great. Well, I, I want to talk to my, I want no, no, to talk to my sure, witness. Sure, sure, sure. so, All right,
5: please cross-examine. Well, you have
2: an no, opportunity. No, I'm going, I'm
1: going to take, take, an, take this opportunity All to right. speak to Joe just Very to well. to bring out his his side of the case. Joe, will you please take the witness chair? Joe, um, uh, tell me a little bit about uh, where your preference in this debate uh, grows from.
3: Uh, do you, can I say one thing first? Is uh, uh, Joe I, just
4: you, answer the questions,
1: please? In, I, I
3: have I eject, your yeah, no shout-outs. this your isn't honor. the
4: grind. This Joe. isn't MTV's the grind. Joe, please.
3: Uh, this isn't Liquid
0: you,
4: Television.
5: Would
3: <laughs>
5: order order? Would you say that you have one thing to say first?
3: Uh, yes, I would.
5: I will allow him to say it and enter. <laughs> I will allow him to say it and enter it in the
3: record. I, I am unsure if I am willing to accept the authority of. Judge Judge Hodgman, oh. under because I you I, I expected him to be wearing a suit to this to this uh, performance.
1: Judges do not wear suits. Everyone knows but that. They
3: don't wear Daily Show jackets.
4: Judges. Oh.
1: <laughs> wow. If I'm not mistaken, Judge William Rehnquist wore a costume from the Pirates of Penzance. So. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's in safe territory okay. when I, I it comes to light entertainment. entertainment.
0: Okay,
3: I'll, I'll accept.
1: Um, so, Joe, tell me, tell me a little bit about. Thank you for getting yourself in trouble with the judge right off the bat. First well, already of all, I yeah, yeah. um, Tell me a little bit about about why you what, what your preference is and why.
3: Uh, you know, I mostly it's, I've seen you know, seen plenty of, of uh, people using roller skates, the quad style, and you know I just feel that they've been led down the wrong path. That they've been deceived uh, and they've bought into the myth that what uh, is roller the skates are what is the deception stable. that they're more stable? That I think if you put a roller skate on the table here and a roller blade on the table, the roller skate is more stable. Joe, it's is four it by four,
1: is it possible two by two. that your friend Catherine suffers from vertigo? Uh,
3: this is this is very possible.
1: Is it possible that your friend Catherine is always drunk?
3: <laughs> <laughs> that is possible.
1: Is it possible that your friend Catherine lacks the basic intelligence to be bipedal? Uh, Is it possible, sir? Answer the question!
3: It it, it is possible.
1: I rest my case. Wait, no. I dismiss my witness.
5: Whatever you want to do is cool with me. Jordan, you have an opportunity to cross-examine the witness?
4: Yes. Uh... Would you would you consider yourself an adrenaline junkie? No. Is your preference for inline skates just based on your uh, your need for a thrill, your boredom with life, and and, and your and a, and like a desire a, a desire to, to to chase some high, some long forgotten high? I feel like it is. Looking at you, like I feel like. Yeah. I I feel like you've you know you've done it all you've done here's my assumption about you you know you did you did some acid in college you uh, you know you've you've done the bungee jumping thing you lived in a yurt for a while uh, and and now I think just the inline skate uh, it seems to be just the next you know the next rung on your on your on your ladder of getting serotonin rocketed up your ass. Uh, so yeah, I I feel like your preference is just uh, yeah I feel like your preference is 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 just based on some sort of extreme lifestyle that uh, that normal people can't lead. I know I'm not asking questions. I'm just saying stuff. Get
5: but, to the point, counselor.
4: Uh, oh, uh, my point is that Catherine handed me some uh, internet printouts. Some of, evidence has been entered into the uh, record. These are some pretty girls wearing regular
5: roller skates. I'll see those, please. I'm going to need to take these into my chambers and examine these documents. Objection, Your Honor. Schoolgirl outfits may be prejudicial to the court. We also have some photographs of um, roller derbyists. Yeah. Very confident young women hitting each other. And uh, some more quad skates uh, and uh, a woman wearing um, uh, knee socks and lingerie. All right. Your Honor, may I your would say that the evidence is gratuitous in this case. <laughs> your Honor, may I be permitted to make my closing argument? Yes, you may.
1: Your Honor, my client does not suggest that inline skates are a perfect form of transportation. He does not suggest that inline skates are even a commodious method of transportation or a convenient method of transportation or that they're attractive or <laughs> appropriate outside of the context of the early 1990s. <laughs> all, my, all my client is suggesting is this. Catherine's specious balance argument, the only evidence presented in support of her case, other than these frankly borderline pornographic <laughs> images.
4: <laughs> For the folks at home, Jesse uh, stuck the pictures in his jacket like he was going to go jack off to him. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's what went on there.
1: This, the sole basis of her argument is superior balance, and frankly, we all know that she may possibly be drunk all the time, suffer from vertigo, or simply lack the mental capacity to stand upright. <laughs> on that basis, I propose that the inline skate is the superior of two very, 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 very embarrassing things to wear on your feet.
5: Jordan, do you have anything that you want to say to closing arguments? Yes. I don't think you need to say anything, by the way. I think you made a wonderful argument. Oh, already. so <laughs> can, I, can I just say anything I want to, then? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, what to say?
4: Um...
5: I don't want to suggest that there's favoritism in my court, but you're going to win.
0: <laughs>
5: yes. Oh, I think that Die Hard 3 is the best Die
4: Hard. There, I said it.
0: <laughs>
4: Die Hard with a vengeance. Anyway, that's my closing argument.
0: <laughs>
5: Judge Hodgman, do you have a decision? I do. I do, Jesse. I do. Here's the thing. Obviously, everyone knows that uh, the quad skate is the cooler skate, to be sure. Um, and honestly, I can't imagine why anyone would put themselves in the position of defending the inline skate at all. <laughs> uh, it is obviously a, an embarrassing relic of a time long and well and, and uh, past and, and rightly so. Um, to, uh, but here is the thing. A time uh, that was more extreme but less drunk. <laughs> <clears throat> I'll finish my statement now the only reason someone would argue uh, for an inline skate uh, was simply in order to argue. It is completely <laughs> contrarian by nature. Uh, someone with a and death while, wish. And while, you, and, and while you make the point that uh, the, the, uh, the, the argument of stability on the quad skate is, uh, is debatable to be sure, and Joe you are more than you know willing to debate that it is not uh, as stable as you might think, you are not making a Positive argument for the inline skate at all that I have heard so far. It is sort of like saying, uh, you know, single white female to use a similarly timed uh, <laughs> <laughs> cultural bit of cultural ephemera, ephemera is a good movie simply because it is not a bad movie. Like I don't know, what's a bad movie? Die Hard Three? Uh, single white yeah. female. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there? Yeah, Jennifer Eight. Thank you very much, Catherine. <laughs> yeah at least it's not jennifer eight um starring uh, uh what, what, who was it who's in that one andy andy it right yeah
4: oh go i go got ahead. one uh direct to video dust till
5: dawn sequel <laughs> hangman's daughter <laughs> uh, that's a. I think it's a prequel oh is that the prequel okay. yeah yeah I'm sorry, I got distracted. I'm
4: already... You know they had a Wild West uh, Tremors direct-to-DVD? There was like, they gave the... There was like, what if all the characters from Tremors, their like, relatives in the Old West had to fight Tremors? <laughs> Jordan, this
1: courtroom... That should have been the
5: first Tremors. That's sh- Yeah, you're right. This
1: courtroom is not about what you like to watch on Netflix Instant View.
5: So, on the, on the merits of the case, as inline skates are embarrassing relics of the past... And are, and are embarrassing and horrible to look at and to be around, uh, I have to, I have to uh, rule in, in favor of the quad skate. On the merits of your argument, I, again, you give me no reason to, uh, to even reconsider the inline skate, other than you want to have a fight with this nice young woman <laughs> and want to disagree with her on, some se- on th- something. Now, I'll give you one last chance. Is there some positive reason that you think the inline skate is
3: superior? Yes, absolutely. I think, I think unfortunately, Jesse, I think you were
5: ill-served by your counsel in this
3: case. Though. I, I think I need the other thorn to uh, represent me. Um, yeah. I, I was not... I, he did not make the case well for the inline skate. I, I think it is a superior form objection, of...
1: Objection, Your
4: Honor. No.
3: No, I want to see where he's pretty going great.
1: with
4: this. Pretty great. Uh, double objection. Jesse's dumb.
3: <laughs>
4: Triple objection. I am a regular Perry
3: order, Mason. order, order.
5: Order. Please, Joe. Uh, the,
3: the inline skate is, in fact, uh, more stable than the quad skate. Provides more support to the ankle, uh, whereas the quad skate is, is notably lacking in there because it lacks maneuverability overall. Right. Um, the roller skate, due to its uh, the inline nature of the wheels and the curve of the wheels, uh, allows for more lean, so the right or the, the Andrew, skater. This is boring. Objection, I Your Honor. His argument
1: contains this. no ad hominem attacks against his opponent.
3: <laughs> so that the the, uh, the 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 skater can use his center of, his or her center of gravity uh, more advantageously than if uh, he or she were using the quad skates. I have to say I'm impressed. <laughs> and I, I have another thing to say um, yeah. that. Uh, Considering the the aesthetic argument that my opponent is making, yes, um, which I am am sad that she's resorting to that sort of tactic. Um, you know, she is a only
1: of, that side of the argument would stoop so low.
3: Yeah, right. Uh, you know, roller derby, which is her primary uh, exposure to the the or primary reason to like quad skates. Um, it's it's a sport for people who hate team sports, and it's full of camp and irony and. I just don't. I don't con to that.
5: I, I don't want to get into the whole roller derby debate right now yeah. because that's a nerd fight for another time.
1: <laughs> and look, I'm going to get into that debate a little bit later on in my cabin. Mm-hmm. So.
5: <laughs> I think you've made a reason. see, I think you've made a reasonable argument for the structural superiority and the sporting superiority of the inline skate. Would you accept? Uh, someone wearing quad skates if they were wearing tight black bicycle shorts and a day glow tank top <laughs> and a courier bag would that be okay because then you have the mix of your <laughs> of your seventies into early eighties uh, nostalgia with the uh, the time of the early nineties with which you're obviously they, so they're wearing
3: quad, or, or inline
5: skates. quad skates but with a early nineties uh... Sporting getup.
3: I think you're you're mixing the the, the worst and the worst of each of each of each style of skate. That's
5: exactly what I do. Cut the baby in half. Yeah, that's how I make my rulings.
1: <laughs> Ultimately, your honor, I see this as a dispute between Lakeside's hit roll bounce and De La Soul's hit. A, a roller skating jam named Saturdays and we all know who comes out on top in, I, still, in I still have to find,
5: I still have to find in, in favor of quad skates because the stability argument ultimately is pointless if well, you want to be stable, don't put wheels in your feet <laughs> <laughs> Case thank closed. you Judge John Hodgman, thank you guys so much
0: um uh, <laughs>
1: That was our live Jordan Jesse go from Max Fun Con in Lake Arrowhead, California. Our special thanks to Nick White, who was behind the boards for that program, as well as our guests, Sean Hodgman and the great Martin Starr. Our theme music is Love You by The Free Design. It's available on Kites Are Fun, the best of The Free Design, which is a beautiful beautiful record available from Light in the Attic Records. You can visit us online at MaximumFun.org to talk about Jordan Jesse Go in the forums. Of course, we are right in the middle of our new high-five contest. I took a bunch of high-five pictures with Maximum Funsters at Lake Arrowhead um, where they got a bonus point for taking a high-five with a celebrity, namely me. If you want to call in, our number is 206-984-4FUN, 206 984 for fun, and you can always email us at jjgo at If you're interested in sponsoring Jordan Jesse, go email me at jesse at maximum We'll see you next week. Bye.